Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful to be saved and on your way to heaven? You got a fellowship with the Spirit of the living God. You got a Holy Spirit that lives and abides in you, that guides you and directs you, that shows you the true love of God, which is like we were worshiping the Lord, that very river of forgiveness, that river of, uh, of, of the shed blood of Jesus that makes us, just as we were worshiping, whole, it makes us pure, it makes us what we were destined to be, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Uh, open up your Bibles to Psalms 46. I, 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 all, the only thing that the Spirit of God spoke into my heart was uh, a phrase, and we're going to see how he's going to bring that phrase out of this Psalms 46. Uh, as was worshiping the Lord and just listening to His Spirit, I think He's wanting to build on what He's been doing the last couple Sunday mornings. Uh, he said there is a river, you know, and and so and that river, like we were worshiping right there, is is the very blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, but it's also the power, the promise, the provision, the personal uh, presence, if you would, of the King in your life. Amen. Uh, so we're living in precarious times right now and uh, you and I have got to come to the place and the position that we listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to the church, uh, what He's saying to the individual, but what He's saying to the church body as a whole because we've got a lot of people right now that are wanting to uh, preach doom and gloom on America We've got our problems, but we've not finished our destiny. So to those who would want to hurry up and bring the curse and the, and the judgment on America, I say no in Jesus' name. And I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to take heed to it. I, I understand that, uh, that we know what is going to happen. We understand, but it's going to come in God's timing. Amen. And you and I, we're not under judgment. We're in the, Jesus took all of our wrath. Amen. He took it on the cross. And so you and I got to be very cautious. We're not going to join the camp of the enemy and start coming in agreement with him. We're going to come in agreement with the God of the harvest, the God that has a plan and a destiny. I'm not done yet. You're not done yet. Amen. So there is a river. So anyway, Psalms chapter 46. Would you let us just read the there's just 11 verses. Let's read all 11 verses. If you're there, say amen. Psalms 46 and 1, very very familiar verse. There's two verses in here that's preached on more than probably any other verses out of this psalm, but you and I need to look at uh, the whole context. God is, present tense, our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. Verse 4, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God in the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. Think about God's mercies are new every morning. Verse 6, The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, and uttered his voice 
and he uttered his voice, and the earth melted. Verse 7, the king, or the Lord of hosts, the king of hosts, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh the wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, and he cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. We need to be praying that over what's happening right now in the world. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes, Lord. Yes. 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 Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you for your presence here this morning. Uh, the Spirit of God wants you to be encouraged, wants you to be comforted. Uh, we, we see what's happening with the economy. We see uh, what happens when uh, you get people in places, strategic positions that are working for the devil. Come on, we, we understand all of that. But you have a God in heaven, amen? You've got a Jesus Christ on the throne. He's on the throne literally, but He's on the throne of your heart. And here's what you have done. You, in your life, you have followed the Lord the best of your ability. Perfect? No. But you followed Him with a, with a heart. And, and God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the mistakes, the sidesteps, and all those things. He looks at the intent of the heart. Aren't you glad? And so what you've got to do, you've got to stand up and you've got to say, Lord, I thank you that you've allowed me to serve you because you have. You've served him. You've allowed me to sow into your kingdom because you have. So according to what I've sowed, I'm going to have a harvest. I'm going to have what I need. If gas goes to $8 a gallon, that doesn't matter. God's on the throne. He is your source. Amen. Your job's not your source. Your, your, your savings is not your source. Your 401k, whatever it might be, none of those things, all well and good, but they're not your source. God is your source, amen? You have been given to God. God's going to give back to you through man, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So don't get nervous. Don't give voice to the enemy. I've got so many things I could talk about this morning, what the devil has done. I'm not going to give him voice. I'm not going to give him glory. I'm going to give the king of glory, glory, amen? We've got to hold on to that. So this morning, there is a river. There is a river that you and I have got to tap into. And that river is the full supply of all the promises of God, the provision of God, the plan of God, uh, the, the, the permissive uh, action of the Word of God. See, God gives you permission to walk into some places when you need them. And the Spirit of God wants to give you permission this morning to let you access some things that you're going to need uh, in, in the coming days, weeks, months. Uh, until the coming of the Lord, you're going to be able to access some things that has never been available before. But you've got to see that there's a river and that, that you can get in that flow and it's for you and I. Amen? All right, so let's look at some things this morning. Now, we could get into a theological debate and we could look at this man's ideal and this man's ideal and we could look at this commentary and this commentary and all of those things and we could leave here going, huh. So we're not going to do that. So you... you uh, 
got to take the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit rightly divide it in your heart. And so I'm not going to tell you that this psalm was written when this was happening. I'm going to tell you, give you an option of taking this psalm and applying it to a situation from Scripture where you can apply it to your life this morning. Amen? And then we don't get into any trouble. We just let the Word of God interpret itself. Amen? So let's look at some things here I think that will help us so much. Now notice... Uh, what he said in verse number one, God is our refuge. So you and I, we've got to have a testimony this morning to be able to step into the river of the plan and the provision, the promise, and this uh, permission to step into things we've never stepped in before. We've got to have a testimony. We've got to believe in the heart and confess with the mouth. And we've got to say, my God is my refuge. Yeah. Amen. He is. He, now, uh, this, um, the other two times uh, in, in this psalm that we just read... Uh, Refuge is a different Hebrew word, but here the word, uh, it, it, it's a cliff, all right. Um, but I want you to look at it, what it, the word figuratively means. It means it, that, that God being your refuge is your trust and your hope. So you're trusting in God despite what we're hearing going through the airwaves, what we're seeing on, on, on the television, what we're looking at on the internet, all of those things. You're trusting God and your hope and your confidence is not in our leaders. It's not in NATO. It's not uh, in the World Health uh, uh, Organization. All of those things. We know those are all of man and we know that there's some, uh, there's a source behind it and it's not your God, it's not my God. Amen. So here we are this morning. So we've got to say, now wait a minute. Uh, present tense, God is right now. He's my trust. He's my hope. God, I put my trust in you. And with my trust in you, my hope is coming from you. And, and when I have my hope, which is your expectation, when I have my hope in God, he'll never let you down. He'll, he'll meet every need you have. Now, notice what it says. He, when, when you have this hope and this trust, it says that God becomes your strength. Isn't that amazing? All of a sudden, you, you, you recognize that you're the branch of the vine, John 15. And you recognize that whatever you need in your life, God is going to put it into your life through Jesus Christ. Amen. He's your strength. So Jesus had the strength. He had the ability, the wisdom, the love uh, to overcome every temptation, every snare, every plan of the enemy to try to bring destruction to you and I. And the devil couldn't do it because Jesus had the strength to do it. Well, that same strength is flowing in and you and in and me and through us today. Amen? We've got to believe that. And we've got to, we've got to speak that out. We, we've got to say, now wait a minute. The Apostle Paul said, when I am weak, that's when I'm truly strong. So right now, you and I, in the natural, in our understanding, we, we, we feel weak. We feel vulnerable. We, we do in the natural. But we, we've got to say, God, uh, I, I know that in my weakness that, that your strength can be perfected. I know that in my weaknesses, if I, if I trust in you, if I hope in you, that it doesn't matter what happens around me, uh, all is going to be well. It is well with my soul, amen? My mind is going to be at peace. My heart is going to be hopeful and, and, and anticipating good things of God. God is our refuge and strength. And notice what he said, a very present help. Uh, in, in your trouble, in your, in your pressure of, pressures of life, God is there with you. What did Jesus promise? He said, when I go away, it's expedient for you that I go away. When I go away, I'm going to send another comforter. I'm going to send a, a Holy Spirit of truth just like me, and He's going to abide with you forever. In fact, He's going to be in you. 
Come on, we talk about this all the time because we've got to keep building our faith on that reality because the devil wants to tell you that you're all alone. He wants to try to convince us that we have no hope, no confidence. We have no... We've got a, a, an audience with the king, amen? We've got a, a, a place in Jesus Christ that's ours. It's been bought and paid for. So he's a liar. So he is uh, my help and he's present in my life. So what you and I have got to do, we step up to the, to the gas pump. We say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you bless this gas. Let it get just as much the miles per gallon as it possibly can in your name. Uh, as you swipe your card or as you write your check or as, uh, as you give out the, uh, the, the very cash in your hand, whatever it might be, however you are. In other words, ask God to bless it. God, you make this what it needs to be. You're my source of strength. You're, you're my hope. You're my confidence. And as you and I do that, all of a sudden, things start happening. He, he, the, the devourer is rebuked and, 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 you, and you start realizing, hey, God is not a God that's way off in heaven. No, he is. But he's right here. He, he is my shepherd. He knows what my need is. And and we have not because we ask not. Well, we need to start asking. Amen. We need to start laying some things out. Now, notice what he says. Now, this gets so exciting. Verse number two. Therefore, will not we fear? In other words, I'm not going to fear. You're, you're not going to fear. Because why? Your, your hope is in a God who cannot fail. Your trust is in a God who took uh, every attack of the enemy, the Bible says that God laughed at him. It's time that you and I start doing some laughing by faith. By faith. Don't feel like it. Don't want to. But just stand up and say, God, right now by faith, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh at what I'm seeing in the natural. I'm going to laugh at what the enemy's doing to me because my hope, my confidence, my trust is in you. You told me to do the things that you did. You said, I could do, John 14, 12, I could do the works that you did, Jesus. Well, if God the Father laughed at the devil, I can laugh at him too. Amen. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to stand up and see, that liberates you. That takes the weight off of your shoulders. That takes the, the attack off your mind. And all of a sudden, it causes you and I to refocus. Amen? All right. Though the, therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea. Now, to really understand this, we've got to see what, what the psalmist is getting here. He's getting a revelation from God. And what God is showing him here, God is taking him back to the catabolic. He's taking him back to when Satan fell and when the whole earth was destroyed because of sin and darkness and because of the rebellion that led a third of God's children away to follow the devil. And the psalmist is getting a vision here and he's bringing that vision to us and he's saying as bad as that was, God was there. So in other words, there's nothing that you and I can encounter this morning that would be as dramatic as that. And so uh, I understand in the future tense, but we're talking about this morning. So you and I, we can rest. If God was able to look and laugh at the devil and then put everything back together and have his plan come, on, come into pass to ultimately he'll have the perfect family and we'll have eternity like never before, you have nothing to worry about. I have nothing to worry about. I've got to make that choice, amen? Therefore we will not fear, though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Can you imagine what that was like. Because see, the Bible says in Genesis, there is millions of years between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. The earth 
it, 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 the word where it says in the King James, and the earth was empty and void. The word should be translated became. If you'll look at all the other places uh, where that word is used, you can get a good understanding of it. But it became. Why did it become empty and void? Tuhu vahuhu. Because of the devil. Uh, the, because the, the 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 falling angel of light and all of these things, but here's some, what I'm trying to get you in the place to see, and that didn't shake God, and so you're in the Lord, you're founded in Jesus Christ. Amen. You're founded upon the Word of God. The Book of Colossians tells us that you're being held together by Jesus. The Word is Jesus falling apart. No, so you're not falling apart. Your finances is not falling apart. Your life is not falling apart. Your marriage is not falling apart. Your job is not falling apart. In the name of Jesus, you speak to your job. You speak to the devil that's working on your job. And you tell him you have no avenue, no act in my life. Because I serve a God that is above all. Amen? And as you do that, all of a sudden, liberty, freedom, victory comes. Because God shows up. He does it. He walks with you on your job. But all of a sudden, you gave him openness. You've gave him leeway to work in the very footsteps that you're walking in to bring what you need in and through your job. Amen? Verse number three. Though the waters thereof roar. Now I want you to think about this just a second. Though the waters thereof roar. Remember when God recreated the earth and and he, he put... He, he put the canopy back and, and he brought all the waters back in into to their proper place and, and he divided the dry land from the sea and all these things. Okay, everything in the Word of God is a type and a shadow. And so the book of Revelation chapter 17, I believe it is, down about verse 15 tells us that you can get a, 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 a parallel picture when waters is mentioned because waters is people. Okay, so... God, He wants to set boundaries in your life and my life. He wants to separate us from certain things. And so, uh, you and I have got to be in the place when the enemy is roaring. When, when the water is roaring. Uh, you know, Isaiah prophesied. He said, talking about Jesus. He said, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God's going to lift up the standard of Jesus Christ. So when you've got the enemy roaring in your life, and I believe by the power of the Holy Ghost that he's talking to some people this morning, that the enemy has been roaring in your ear. There's been some water. There's been some floodwaters. There's been some struggles. There's been some things happening. Uh, I want you to know this morning that God's lifting up that standard of Jesus. And, and he wants you and I to be able to see it. So the enemy, he may be roaring, but he can't be louder than what God's dealt with before. Don't you like to, you know, if you and I, if we need help in some situation, we need help with our automobile or some appliance or maybe we need help in our bodies. I want to go to somebody who knows what they're doing, don't you? Who's been through it before. God's done seen it all. He knows every play in the devil's playbook. He's not caught off guard in any form or any fashion. And so you and I got to be in that place where we see that. All right. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Now, th this word troubled, it means to, uh, it's a word that would be used of wine, you know, uh, to ferment. But, but, but in the sense of that, that connotation, it means to roll the scum up from the bottom. See, everything that's happening right now 
is bringing revelation to people's lives. These people who they put their trust in, who they put their confidence in, who they thought were somebody, what's rolling up? The reality of their heart, who they are, what they're really, who they're serving, what their plan, their agenda is. These people are trying to bring in the Antichrist. They're trying to bring in a new world order. They're trying to bring in some things before it's the time that God has designated because they want to serve the devil. You and I, we're serving Jesus, and we're going to get some people saved, born again, before this comes to pass. Amen? We've got to believe that. We've got to see it. And so uh, there's some trouble. But you and I, that trouble don't shake us. It just brings revelation. Jesus made a promise to you and I. He said, everything that's in the dark is going to be brought to the light. Come on, the, the Holy Spirit of truth is working in you and I to bring some things to the light where we understand it. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Mountain, in other words, people in places, governments, and positions of power, they're going to be shaken. There's only one government. Come on, Jesus is carrying it on his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6, and you and I can rest in that reality. I'm in the government of the Lord. You're in the government of the Lord. Amen. And so all of these mountains, they're going to be shook. But just because they're being shook doesn't mean you and I are going to be shook. Amen. Come on. Revelation chapter 6 talks about a great shaking and there's going to be a, a big wet figs are going to be falling everywhere. But you and I, we're not going to be cast out of season. Come on, we're in the season with the Lord. We're in time and with Jesus. And so it's going to be okay. Amen? Uh, all right. Now, notice what he says in uh, verse number four. There is a river. Now, I, I, want, I want you now to get this in our heart and, and, and get us to the place and the position. Whatever you're lacking this morning in your life, whatever I'm lacking in my life, God has a river, not a stream, not a trinkle, not a bucket, He's got a river to get into your life what you need. Do you believe that? See, we've got to believe that. Now, I, I want you to, to, to just to take this and I want you to meditate on it and let it uh, see if it bears witness with you. Uh, I think this psalm is very applicable to the time uh, of Hezekiah. And... See, there was a time when the king of Assyria come against Israel, come against Hezekiah, uh, uh, and as he come against them, his whole idea was he was going to move people away from the word of God. He, he come, and, and they, they had this army. We know that there's at least 185,000, because the Bible tells us that, but there's no telling how many more. That just tells us how many died. And, and so... Is they're roaring against God's people. See, that's what this word here is. Though the waters thereof roar. Uh, the devil is roaring like, like a lion. But he's not the lion that you serve or that I serve. Amen. And so here's his plan was. His plan was, I'm going to starve them out. I'm going to thirst them out. So think about Jerusalem is the only major city that you can read about in the Bible that doesn't have a source of water. Talking about a river, talking about a source in that way. But see, God moved on Hezekiah, and Hezekiah, he hired uh, people in the kingdom, and they come and they built a conduit that would bring water underneath uh, Jerusalem before the trouble ever got there. 
Now this was, this was uh, I, I had some pictures I was going to show you and everything, not going to go there. Uh, but anyway, uh, you already just look, do a, do, a, do a search and so you can get an idea how they, they, they took picks and, and, and hammers and they beat their way through this, uh, uh, th- this rock and they made a pathway about six foot high, about two and a half feet wide and they, it, it's, it's over 1,800 feet long to get water underground to the city. So the, the, the king... The devil. Anytime you see a Syrian, it's a type of the devil. Amen. So anytime you see him mentioned in the Bible, it's a type of Satan. And, and, and so uh, he didn't know anything about this. So they had all they had the water coming to them. There is a river. You've got a river in your life that the devil doesn't know anything about. He can hit you in your finances. He can hit you on your job. He can hit you in your family. He can hit you in your community. He can hit you in your body. He can hit you in all of these ways, but he doesn't know what God's got flowing in you and through you. Come on, there is a river. That river flows out from underneath the throne of God. Amen? Uh, Ezekiel prophesied about it. Revelation tells us about it. It's so deep that you and I, we can get in and get swallowed up in that river. River. And when you get swallowed up in that river, everything that you have need of just disappears. Everything that you're longing for, you realize it's in that river. It's the streams that flows from God to the believer. Amen? So can you imagine yourself? The, the devil, the king of Assyrian is on the outside of, uh, of Hezekiah and all of the people. And, and they're saying, you better, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't intimidate Hezekiah because Hezekiah is talking uh, to Isaiah the prophet. He's talking to God. And, and they're praying a prayer and they're, they're trusting the Lord. And so he starts talking to the people. He said, you better stop following Hezekiah. He said, you better come. He said, look at what we've done to all the other people. Look at what we've done to all the other nations. Their little gods couldn't stop us. And this God that he's telling you about... It's not going, he's not going to stop us either. That's right, Brother Duckett. They've not met the true God. See, so he starts talking against God. So God speaks into Isaiah's life, the prophet, and says, I give him the, the opportunity to do what he's doing because judgment had fallen on some other nations. I just pull my hand back and let him do what he's doing. But now I'm going to show him who God is. I'm going to put a hook in his nose... And I'm going to pull him back. And there's not one arrow that's going to go into the city. There's not one problem that's going to go inside the city. He's on the outside. He's not coming into my holy city. Come on. you got to tell the devil, you're not getting in here. I'm the temple. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. We have God Almighty. We have the Godhead inside of us. Devil, you can be out here doing whatever you want to do, but you're not getting in here. Because thus saith the Lord. Amen. We've got to stand on that reality, that truth. And so what does God do? God just brings the angel of the Lord down there and he slews 185,000 of them in one night. All of a sudden, the little king, he's not got an army. He's not got his, his, bravo, uh, his bravo, his his pride, his arrogance, all of these things. And the hook goes in his nose and he goes back home. When he gets home, His own children, his two sons, kill him in his temple where he is worshiping his God. All is well. Don't lose sight. Hold on to your God. Hold on to the river of the Lord. Come on, because there is a source inside of you. There's There's a source inside of me that 
cannot be tapped by the enemy. Come on, you, you've tapped in it by faith. You've tapped in it by relationship. And, and in other words, that, that channel is flowing into your life because of Jesus. You, you have an, uh, an heirship. Come on, that, you, you have an inheritance. That, that's part of your inheritance is recognizing that you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You're an heir of God. That's flowing into your life. Amen? All right. Now notice what he says. Um, Though the waters thereof roar and, and be troubled, though the mountains shake and the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. So you and I, we've got to recognize and realize that we are the city of God. We are that, that new Jerusalem, so to speak, that's coming down out of heaven. Why? Because the, the tribes of Israel, they're the gates. Come on, they're the gates of the city. But the city is founded upon the apostles that preached the gospel, that got you and I born again, that got us saved. And we're founded upon Jesus, upon them, come on, upon that ministry. Because the Bible tells us so. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 that we're building on that reality we're, we're not carnal, uh, but we're spiritual, amen? And we're building on that reality. So we are that 1,500-mile cube city that's coming out of Jerusalem. We are. That's who we are. And God wants us to bring Him glory by letting that river loose in our lives. Every time there's something going on in your life, uh, you, you know, you're, you're not feeling well, thank God you stand up and say, there is a river of healing. It's flowing in my life right now. If there's some confusion in your life, if there's some confusion in relationships, that's when I'm speaking over some relationships. I say, there is a river of truth. There is a river of understanding. There is a river that is bringing unity. Amen? And, and, and we start saying this. We start believing this and, uh, because we believe our own voice more than we believe anything else. So I need to speak only the Word of God, right? You need to speak the Word of God. So as we do that, we get in that place in that uh, per, uh, place of provision where God can do the impossible. And it says, Whereof shall make the glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. You are that tabernacle of the Most High. That's who you are. And, and so you've got to walk like that. You've got to walk like the Bible says that you're an ambassador of the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Now, an ambassador of the Lord means that you're not under the law of this land. You're under the law of heaven. Your citizenship, Paul said in Philippians, is in heaven. So you're not limited. Now, don't take what I say and, and say we're not supposed to... Uh, we're supposed to obey the laws the best that we can to our ability unless they're contrary to what this Bible says. Amen. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is... You don't have to say, well, this is what I've got and this is what I can do. No, you say, God, this is what I've been given. I give it back to you. Now, what do you want me to do? Come on. And, uh, and you know what I mean? That you're, you're not under the Babylonian system of this is what I make and this is what I can do. This is what I have. This is the way I understand it. No, I'm under the system of the Almighty God where Jesus said that He would give to me, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Amen? Whatever it is, peace, forgiveness, help, understanding, wisdom. It doesn't matter. Let's don't put a limitation on it. Let's don't go one direction. Let's go in the direction that God would have us to have all of our needs met. Amen? Okay, so there is a river. 
There is. There is. I, I, I've got to see it. Uh, but I, I've got to ask the Lord to help me to close my external eyes, to, cl- to close those things and open up on the internal and see that God is trying to get to me everything that I need. I've heard... Can, can you imagine... Uh, I've heard so many people tell stories about uh, that when the Spirit of God was moving and ministering in their life, that they that spiritually they couldn't see what the Lord was wanting to do because of the problem. But if there was somebody that was, if it was a, a, a person in the congregation, if it was a minister or whatever, whoever God had raised up to minister to them, they were looking at the person. They could see the person. They could see the need, but they could see Jesus with his hands reached out to them to meet the need. See, we've got to believe that God, we're not bending God's arm. Jesus is always standing before you and I with his hands wide open. And so I've got to say, now wait a minute. If Jesus has got his hands open to me, I'm going to open my hands to him. Amen? Lord, what are you trying to get to me? In other words, because I personally, I've never saw that. I've never saw Jesus there to minister. But I've, I know that I've heard people testify about that. I believe it. I, I trust in that. And, I, and so uh, if God ever gives us uh, the, uh, in the, a moment of time where the gift of the discerning of spirits, we need to look. Yeah. Amen. It's available to, as the Spirit wills, to every believer. But what I'm, what I'm wanting you to say is, well, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him by faith. So by faith, I'm going to open my hands. Because yeah. I believe that Jesus is the open hand of God in my life and in your life. And, and God wants the city... To bring him glory. He in the church. He wants the church to bring him glory. Well, I'm not going to bring him glory if I'm in a place where I'm not receiving from him if I'm trying to just make it on my own. But when all of a sudden, supernaturally, you and I, we've got a smile on our face. We've got a jump in our step because we know that God's going to meet our needs. He's going to take care of us no matter what it looks like. That's a witness. That's a testimony. Amen. All right, verse number five. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. That's what you've got to tell the devil. That's what I've got to tell the devil. I'm not going to be moved because my God is in the midst of me. The Bible says that God is the God of an un- Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, the God of an unshakable kingdom. So God's not, he's not moved by what he sees. So I've got to say, God's in my midst. So I'm not going to be moved. I, I, because see what the if the devil's trying to move you, you're right in the place to receive. He's not stupid. He's not going to move you into the place of receiving. He's going to try to move you in the place you and I in the place where we're, we can't uh, reach the reached out hands of the Lord. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall notice that help her, and that right early. So, in other words, you're just a sounding. Uh, of the, the very next tick of the clock for morning to come, for His new mercy to be revealed in your life, His new promise to be revealed in your life. We all go through those things. We, we go through things, we go through battles, we go situations, and in, 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 in the night time uh, is when the devil attacks seemingly the hardest through so many ways, but you've got to hold on to the Lord during the night and realize that morning is coming, and with morning is new mercies. Think about in Matthew chapter 14, 
when Jesus come to the disciples and uh, in, in the in that last watch as he come to them and they're in the ship and they're being tossed to and fro. Come on, it's fixing to come daylight. And when Jesus come, all of a sudden, come on, that very revelation of promise and provision. They, they at first they think Jesus is a spirit, but then they accept him and receive him in the boat after Peter steps out on the water, and all is well. Come on, all is well in your life. All is well in my life. If we'll just hold on and say, Lord, I know this is just but for a moment. Daytime is coming. Come on, deliverance is coming. Victory is coming. Verse number 6. The heathen raged and the kingdoms were moved and he uttered his voice and the earth melted. Aren't you glad you're not part of their, their kingdom? That's what's happening right now. We've got so many things happening. We've got, we've got people who are wanting to be raised up by the Antichrist spirit to take over the whole world. We've got nations saying this and saying that, trying to tell people what they can do or can't do. You and I, we've got to say, God, what do you want me to do? So let the heathen rage. Let the kingdoms be moved. But in verse number 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of the angel armies is with you, is with me. Now, if he had, the angel of the Lord went and took care of 185,000 in one night. And your God is the God of the host of heaven. You have nothing to worry about. So Psalms 103.20 says that the angels only hearken to the Word of God. So if you and I are in the place and the position where we're speaking the Word of God, the angels are going to be activated in your life, in my life. Amen? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Now remember, we talked about that other refuge was, was figuratively was, was trust and hope. But this refuge is a Hebrew word that means you're that you're in an inaccessible place. The devil can't get to where Moses saw Jesus in the cleft of the rock. Come on, there's a place in the rock. God said, God, I'm going to put you in a place and I'm going to pass by and you're going to be in the rock and you're going to see some glorious things that nobody ever saw before. Come on, that's where you and I are at. We're in Jesus. He is the rock. Amen? He's the immovable rock. And so you, you and I have got to be in that place where we say, wait a minute, God's my refuge. He's my inaccessible place. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. You are paying everything back to the Lord. You're giving your tithes. You're giving in offerings. So you, you just figuratively, just, just take your checkbook, take your bank card, whatever, and lay it on your home altar. Lay it on your heart. And say, Lord, I need you to be the God of my finances. And in the name of Jesus, let my finances, because I've given to you, because I've trusted in you, let it be in an inaccessible place to the enemy. And then there's some people here this morning that are in the same boat I am. You need to take some family members, and by faith, you need to lay them on that altar. And say, Lord, the devil is trying to sift them as wheat. I, I, I'm going to lay them by faith in that inaccessible place. Because, God, you're my refuge. Whatever your situation is in the morning, you've got to believe that there's a river flowing. And, and you, you put them in that place, and then you let the river 
just swallow you up. All of a sudden, you realize that river is bigger than any problem, any struggle, any lack, any need, any heartache. Amen? Now, verse 8. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations He has made in the earth. Are you going to let Him do the work? Let's let Him do the work. Let's let Him bring the enemy to naught. Amen? Okay, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. We'll get done here. Verse number 9. He maketh wars to cease. That's what we need to be praying right now. Instead of saying America is going down, we need to say in the name of Jesus, make this lying spirit that's bringing destruction, that's causing people to be led astray, let it cease right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, this is a critical time. The church needs to stand up instead of join hands with the enemy and saying this is what's going to happen. No, we stand up and we agree with God that the harvest is white. It's ready. Amen? And we bring to, to naught what the devil is trying to do because we're in agreement with the God that cannot be stopped. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, and he cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot with fire. That's what you and I got to speak over every lie that the devil's doing right now. Seriously. God's waiting on us. We're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us, the church, to stand up and know what we're supposed to do. We speak to this bow that is cutting deception into people's lives, and we command it to be broke asunder in Jesus' name. Every avenue, every uh, chariot, every work of the enemy that is invading people's hearts, is stealing their confidence, that's making them bow down and think that they've got to have a socialistic system, in the name of Jesus, we command it to be stopped, dissolved, to come under the name, under the feet of Jesus. Amen? When we do that, look what happens. This is your role. This is my role. The last two verses. Be still. Be still and know that I'm God. In other words, after you've done these other verses, just step back and let God judge what you have brought and laid on His altar. That's what it means to be still. Don't pray about it no more. Don't, don't do any of that. Just lay, lay it in the Lord's hands and rest in Him and let Him judge it. Don't open your mouth on it, okay? Ask God, as David did, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. My God, my Redeemer. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among who? The church? See, because the church has done prayed the prayer. The church has got out of the way. And now all of a sudden, the heathen realizes that there is a God in their midst that is judging what they've done and what they've said. And with judgment, is always an opportunity. Amen? Verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is, present tense, our refuge. He is my in accessible place. See, the things that, that, that you've been worried in your mind about, the things that you've been almost consumed about, if you'll take that and put it on that altar, 
that we were talking about and give it to God, all of a sudden, the devil that has been working in your life in that situation, he has no access to it. No access whatsoever. Because it's in that place. And because you're saying that God is that place for you and you're in Him and He's in you. You're making, you're coming in agreement with the God and you're untying His hands to let Him do and be what He wants to be. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank You for this group of people. I thank You, Lord, that they are faithful unto You and that You are the God of all faith. You are the God that has faithfully called and you have promised that you will empower us, enable us, embolden us to complete the very call on our lives. Lord, right now, I don't know. I know there's so many different directions that you're trying to minister to people's lives. So I'm just going to come in agreement with what your spirit, the, the waters are troubled. You're moving in situations and circumstances right now. Help each one of us to be drawn to you. Help us to yield to you. Help us to trust you. And let us come uh, and move to the, to the second and third level of understanding what the refuge of God is about. Let us come to that place where, yes, you are our truth and our hope. You're our trust. But more importantly, because we do that work, we're able to come to that place of complete promise, complete provision, that safe room of Psalms 91. Lord, right now there's some people in situations and circumstances they need to come and they need to see that they can come into that safe room in you of Psalms 91 this morning. Lord, let it be. Touch and draw. Help us to yield to you. We ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Would you come this morning and say, Lord, here I am. I, I, I want to try something different. I, some of you have been tossed to and fro. And, and I'll I, I tell you what, the, uh, it's a scary thing because there's some situations in your life. You're on the very external regions. See, the king of Assyria, he come and he took 46 cities uh, from Hezekiah that were on the outside, on the external. See, sheep, the way that sheep protect each other is they, just, they put the babies and the, and, and the weak on the inside and they, and they, they form a circle. And they kept drawing closer and closer together. Yes, what you and I need to do. We need to draw closer and closer together. And we need to pick, put those who are in need of prayer, those who are in need of help, we need to put them right in the middle right now this morning. And we need to gather around and we need to pray the prayer of faith and we need to loose God in those situations. The devil can't get to the center. So would you come this morning, would you say, I, I, I'm tired of being on the outside, I'm tired of... Fighting the enemy by myself. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of kicking against the pricks of what the enemy would do in my life. And I want to step in to that very place of protection. I want to let God be my, not just my, my trust and my hope, but I want him to be that inaccessible place. And I'm going to bring some things to him this morning and let him have them. Would you come this morning? Hallelujah. I know this hasn't been the most polished message. I can preach a polished message if the Lord let me. But I, I'm just, I'm t I don't know why we're doing things this way, but this is what he's doing. Uh, when he said, tell him that there's a river, that's what I've done. And, it, and, and I, I tell you, with all my heart, there's nothing more in my life that I want than the will of God for my life and the will of God for your life. Please receive it this morning in Jesus' name. A lot of decisions that he's made, but he allowed men of God 
people of God into the White House to pray with him 